It's Locked On NFL. David Locke in for Matt Williamson, who's covering the Steelers and the Ravens tonight, unable to do the Monday show of the local experts on the biggest stories. But a crazy week in the NFL. Two surprise teams go to 3-1, and one, and the Patriots may have reestablished themselves in the AFC East. We'll stop in Cincinnati to find out about the f- crazy last game touchdown by A. Jay Green and what happened in Atlanta. We'll go to Chicago where Mitchell Trubisky had six touchdown passes. And as I mentioned, we'll head to New England. It's all coming up on the Monday edition of the local experts on the biggest stories in the NFL only on Locked on NFL. You are locked on the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked on podcast network, your team every day. Our first stop is Cincinnati via Atlanta where the Bengals went to 3-1 and one with a crazy 37-36 win over the Atlanta Falcons on a weekend of crazy games and a bunch of teams going to 3-1, and one, which we'll focus on coming up here in a little bit with Chicago as well. This one might have been the craziest of all. And James Reppian, the host of Locked on Bengals, joins us. Let's go to that final play. Tyler Eifert is out. I think Boyd might have been out due to an injury. How does A.J. Green get open on the final play of the game? Beats me. I mean, I I would have been all over him if I was that Atlanta defense. Obviously, you get into the red zone, and there's time for probably two more plays, um, maybe one more play after that regardless. And A.J. Green found a crease, and Andy Dalton found him. And that was kind of the story of that drive, David. 16 plays. Um, it, that the Bengals it, that it took the Bengals to go 75 yards, two fourth down conversions, and it was such a tough place to play. I, I don't go to every road game. I was there in Atlanta, and I, I was honestly shocked that the Bengals were able to pull that out. They were without John Ross. You mentioned they were without Tyler Eifert. They didn't have Giovanni Bernard, who's the second string running back, who is in and has played well over the past couple of weeks without Joe Mixon. And on the road, Andy Dalton found a way to get it done. This might be the best I've seen Andy Dalton play ever. Everybody always talks about that 2015 year, and he was great that season uh, before he broke his thumb. But I think this is the best Andy Dalton's ever played. That was probably, and I don't think I'm just saying this to just say it, that might be the best drive, most clutch drive of Dalton's career and how fitting that it it ends with a, a touchdown to A.J. Green. They were both drafted together in 2011. And this Bengals team is 3-1. and one. And the offense, which came into the season with a bunch of question marks, looks to be uh, looks to be potent, looks to be one of the better offenses in the NFL. I was going to ask you that about Dalton, how big a win, where this ranks in his career. You just touched on it. So do this for yeah. me instead. Why is it going to that level? What, what does this say about where Andy Dalton is now? I, I think it's the... And we always do this, right? Next step, or, or is this quarterback all of a sudden improved? But I, I really do. I think Andy Dalton is different this year than last season. It's not like he's playing behind a great offensive line this year. He's not. Are they better than they were a year ago? Yes. But Andy Dalton really had to go out there and win that game. And very few times in his career have the Bengals asked him to go win games. And normally it's, all right, keep up us in it our defense will win it or AJ Green will make a big play down the stretch something will happen but they're really leaning on him right now and they've leaned on him to make big plays throughout this game it was 28 24 at halftime the Bengals had to score almost every possession the defense couldn't stop Atlanta at all Atlanta was 11 of 15 on third down which puts a lot of pressure 
on the quarterback, especially when some of those guys go down. Tyler Eifert going down, he was he had a 15-yard touchdown in the first quarter and really looked like the guy we remember being a, a Pro Bowl caliber t- tight end before the injury. So that's a huge loss on that final drive. So I, I think the one thing, and I've certainly been critical of Andy, is him being able to, to rise up to the occasion and be that guy that you can trust in situations like that. Uh, and, and today he certainly proved that he could do that. It was just, a, like I said, I think it really was the best and biggest, most critical drive of Andy Dalton's career thus far, at least in the regular season. Big picture, and I listen to a lot of Locked On Bengals. I mean, Marvin Lewis was supposed to be out. A.J. McCarron was supposed to be the guy. But is this a game that you win because these guys have been together for so long? I think there's certainly a degree there. I mean, bringing back Marvin Lewis, uh, did it look today or, or last week against Carolina or any of these games to start this season? It, it's not like the Bengals are, are giving up. They're working their tail off. And they could have, honestly, and I just recorded uh, the postgame Locked On Bengals, they're very resilient. And, and when a team responds to adversity the way the Bengals did today, Eifert goes down with a gruesome injury. His ankles bent the wrong way. Everyone knows it. It's it's disgusting, and it's awful to see, and people hate to see that. Imagine how the players feel, and they have to rebound from that. Well, the very next play, Dalton got sacked. It was a third down. The very next play, Atlanta blocked a punt, and it kind of felt like things could unravel, and they didn't, and I think that this team is just so resilient, and you got to give Marvin Lewis credit for that. A lot of people, especially now, nationally look and they say oh 16 years now this is a 16th season zero playoff wins oh and seven fine but right now the numbers i see are three and one and a big reason why is because marvin lewis is the head coach so the bengals over those 16 years has been much like your audio really really good and then dropping out every now and then so what will make, <laughs> what will make them uh not be that way what is there anything about this team that makes you believe this is different yeah, I mean, it can be different if Andy Dalton continues to play the way he is. I mean, he's found and has such a great rapport with Tyler Boyd. He converted two fourth downs. Everyone's focused on A.J. Green. Obviously, A.J. Green had the game-winning touchdown reception. But to get downfield, Dalton had to lean on Tyler Boyd. There was two fourth down conversions where if they don't get it, the game's over. And Tyler Boyd was the one that, that Andy Dalton went to. He had 10 receptions today. Excuse me, 11 receptions today on 15 targets. So it now Andy Dalton has a safety net, as I call him routinely on locked on Bengals and Tyler Boyd, along with a go-to guy in AJ green. And he seems very comfortable in new offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor system. So it honestly, it comes down to quarterback play every single year in the NFL. And if Andy, Andy Dalton is playing like this, the Bengals will have a chance. There's only two teams in the AFC that have allowed more points, the chargers and the Raiders. How concerning is that? It is concerning. Uh, this is, it's, certainly something that you can't do you're not gonna be able to outscore opponents uh, 37 36 every week uh here's what i will say they get Vontez perfect back from suspension who's easily the team's second best defensive player he might be their best defensive player when he's dialed in and, and they're certainly the, the position of weakness in his linebacker on that defense so i think that's going to to do wonders for this defense and honestly the, the one thing that defensive coordinator terrell austin preached all offseason was turnovers well, the Bengals haven't forced a turnover the past two weeks, so that needs to change, and I look for that to change. It happened the first two weeks when the Bengals started 2-0. and They were lucky to get out of Atlanta with a victory without forcing turnover. So I think you get Vontez Perfect back. You're now home for a stretch. The Bengals 
started three and one and three or four of their games have been on the road this first month of the season. So I, I don't think that the defense is going to be at the bottom of the league like they are right now in points allowed. I, I think that that number will drop and they'll rebound a bit, but it is, it is certainly concerning. I mean, Atlanta was, did whatever they wanted 11 of 15 on third down, like I mentioned. So the, you got to fix it. But uh, yeah, they were able to outscore Atlanta today and get the three and one Tyler Eifert out for the year. How big an impact? Uh, I think it's an impact. I think there's there's certainly um, a loss, a drop-off from Eifert, who obviously has dealt with his injuries, uh, plenty of injuries before. The Bengals are used to playing without him, but he was starting to, to get into shape here. It, it seemed like he was starting to regain that Pro Bowl form, and, and to have him out, it, it lowers the ceiling of this offense. So if they could have been a 10 out of 10 with all things – uh, rolling when they're in complete sync, when everyone's firing on all cylinders. Well, now maybe their their ceiling is only a nine and a half out of ten or a nine out of ten. They, they certainly have capable tight ends and Tyler Croft and CJ Uzama, who have been big parts of this offense through the first month. But I think the plan was always to get Eifert in there more and more and more, and eventually let him loose a bit. Uh, and unfortunately for him, he had a, a gruesome ankle injury. I, I was told he, he had surgery or is about to have surgery tonight. So. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Um, but can this Bengals offense overcome that? Yes, they still have a variety of weapons. They still have capable tight ends. But but I think it does put uh, maybe a cap on a ceiling that a lot of Bengals fans, that, that maybe even the Bengals don't even realize they could have reached uh, without having Eifert. So it hurts a little, little bit, but I think they can overcome it. Next two weeks are big ones. Good teams coming into Paul Brown Stadium. Miami coming off their loss to New England and Pittsburgh coming in so big rivalry there then they have to go to arrowhead stadium face mahomes and the chiefs it's the local experts on the biggest stories this story the incredible 37 36 win in atlanta to make the Bengals three and one james rapian thank you very much great work on locked on Bengals, and we'll hopefully talk to you again on this program when matt williamson's back at the helm after the Bengals maybe go to five and one or something of that sort look like a real afc contender after these next two thanks for your time that sounds good to me. Thanks, David. That's James. Catch him on Locked on Bengals. Does fabulous work. Great NFL breakdown as well. Our next stop is into Chicago. Did a star quarterback, a Jared Goff-type script, follow us? We'll find out when we continue on Locked on NFL. Today's edition of Locked on NFL is brought to you in part by Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person and help you get the seats to any live event, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. And here's the best part. By listening to Locked On NFL, the code Locked On will get you $20 off $200 or more purchase for first-time customers of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store or Google Play and download Vivid Seats app. Enter the promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as the new customer of Vivid Seats. Whether it's to an NFL game, a theater, or any of the upcoming NBA games, Vivid Seats is there for you. Confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. And that's what makes Vivid Seats your answer to go see your local sports team. Again, use the promo code Locked On, and listeners receive a $20. That's you, not listeners. You receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. 
Our first stop was in Cincinnati, where a veteran crew went to 3-1. and one. Our next stop is where a youngster might be exploding before our eyes. In Chicago, Mitchell Trubisky is what every fantasy person wishes they had starting this week. And if you didn't, maybe you should have watched or listened to Lockdown Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. He's got a great show for you. There's also Lockdown Fantasy Football 24-7. But in the meantime, let's go back to our local experts on the biggest story. Lauren Cox, hoax, locked on Bears, does a great job with it. Mitchell Trubisky, six touchdowns. Did he look as good as the box score against a hapless Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? He looked just as good as the box score. I mean, he had a lot of open throws and uh you know schemed open by this head coach in a innovative and and creative offense but he took full advantage of every opportunity he had and i mean that's all you can ask from a young quarterback three and one with wins over a seahawk team that's not very good a cardinals team that's not very good and a buccaneers team that might not be very good is that a step in the right direction in a major fashion or is and, and these are games they would have lost in the past so it's a huge step what's your feeling on what they've just done so I wasn't that confident in the steps past the Seahawks and the Cardinals just because they look like two of legitimately the worst teams in the NFL. But, you know, you come in with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team with, I, I think, the number one offense in terms of yards heading into week four and Ryan Fitzpatrick getting all this hype with the Ryan Fitzmagic. And we've kind of known through three games that the Bears defense has been solid. They've been great, a potential top five group, but all the question marks have been surrounding Mitchell Trubisky and this offense. And the defense came to play against Tampa Bay. They, they shut down the Fitzmagic, forced a quarterback change at halftime to James Winston, and ultimately held the Buccaneers to 10 points. And really, it was a, a kind of a, a cheap touchdown at the end there. It was a very one-sided game there. But then the Bears offense finally comes to play this week. And you know, as much as the Buccaneers' defense was not anything to write home about, it was the best performance of Mitchell Trubisky's young career. He's played against some bad defenses in the past, but he's never looked this good against any team. And it was really the first time everything came together with a young quarterback, a bunch of new weapons on offense, a new coaching staff all trying to get to know each other. Everything seemed to just click and now the Bears head into their bye week to kind of let it germinate a little bit to, and come out for an even bigger push afterward. All right, the headline's going to be the six touchdown passes, so let's start there. The ideal ver- vision in every Bears fan, and frankly, it's become the model. Can they do what Jared Goff did? Have that tough rookie year explode in year two, and now he's incredible. That Thursday night performance was as good as you can get. Are you seeing signs of a Jared Goff-esque second season from Trubisky? You know, it's weird because week four was such a a different Mitch than we've seen through any of the first three games. The first three games, a lot of mechanical issues, not seeing the defense very well and having to go to a lot of checkdowns and kind of quick one read throws to get the ball out just to make sure he's not going to make any mistakes. But in this game, the Bears got great pass protection from their offensive line. He had a lot of time to throw. He was confident. And on top of that, the Bears were going to a lot of different route concepts that were scheming open players to just open play, open areas of the field. So I, I'm not ready to to put Trubisky on that trajectory just yet. It was a great step in that direction, and I think he was actually the first player in NFL history to pass for 350 and rush for 50 in the same game. So, I mean, it's obviously not taking anything away from him for one individual performance, but I think every Bears fan everywhere is, is cautiously optimistic that this is the first step, but... Let's let's see him do it a couple more times before we really put him up into that next category. 
The reason you want to just do this so badly is because it's similar in this comparison is because you both Jared Goff and Trubisky got a brand new head coach. Both of them got a head coach that had had kind of offensive backgrounds. Both of them came maybe was you know not the biggest name record. They weren't you know I guess Nagy was what University of Delaware and the New York Dragons right from like arena football. So you have you have these guys that are coming without this huge resume. They're younger and. Is there – that's the parallel I think that everyone wants to draw between these two. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, you know, the concern was that, okay, were Goff and the Rams the exception to the rule? You know, were they just something totally out there and special? And you know, for the first few games of the season, as the Bears were slow to get going, the thought was, yeah, maybe they were. Maybe trying to compare the Bears to that L.A. Rams team just wasn't going to be fair for them. But you know, I look back to last year, and the Rams were putting up points right away, but they lost a couple games early on in that season, and you know they, their defense wasn't quite up to where it is now. So maybe they weren't as spectacular from the get-go as we all thought, but certainly by year's end, they got up to speed, and, and that's where the Bears are trying to get right now. Now, the other angle is what you've talked about. With the addition of uh, Khalil Mack, 14 points allowed against the Cardinals, 17 points allowed against the Seahawks, 10 points allowed against the Buccaneers. Is this a defensive juggernaut where there isn't that much pressure on the offense? So, yeah, that was the case through the first three games that, you know, the offense just had to do just enough. And so the question was, how long would the offense be able to just do just enough? How sustainable is this defensive performance? But, I mean, Khalil Mack is playing like a defensive player of the year right now. He's had forced fumbles and sacks in all four games and generating turnovers for other players on his defense with his ability to pressure the quarterback. And they just have guys at all three levels really playing at the top of their game. So, you know, I think they're going to be opponents like, for example, the Rams, who the Bears play later on in this season. You know, when they play some really consistent top offenses in this league, maybe you'll start to see some vulnerabilities. But so long as they play, you know, Tampa Bay and, and Seattle and Arizona, I know they play like the Bills and Dolphins and the Jets coming up here after the bye week. So it's going to be another long stretch of, I think, strong defensive performances. And only a handful of teams on the schedule are, are really poised to challenge that. It's the local experts on the biggest stories. Locked on NBA is doing the exact same thing. Every single Monday we do this. The local experts on the biggest story, both on Locked on NFL and on Locked on NBA. It's the best way to get kind of that quick-hitting, big-story synopsis of the weekend. Lauren Cox is locked on Bears. Let's wrap it up. We're talking about this from 30,000 feet. You're with this team every day as a local expert. What are the things going on with this team as a local expert that are not being talked about at 30,000 feet? So the big thing entering this game was just how Mitchell Trubisky was a first-drive scripted plays quarterback, that the Bears had come out hot in every single game because the, you know, the first few drives of a game, the coach and the, the quarterback plan out the week ahead. They practice every play. They run through every scenario so your quarterback can get under center and, and run the plays and know exactly what play is next and what read he's supposed to make. But the problem was as soon as they got off of that, there was too much on Trubisky's plate a lot being thrown at him by this head coach. There were players getting open, but he was unable to really see the field fully. But this game, it felt like things scaled back a little bit. It felt like things opened up a little bit more, and, and the pass protection was there, and everything came together. So now it's, it's all about, okay, is this uh, something to continue seeing moving forward, or or was this a one-game anomaly against a, a bad Buccaneers defense? They've got the bye week to figure it out, but I, I think there's a lot of people in Chicago that are pretty encouraged by what they saw. 
Well, that is an exciting sign. Good times in Chicago with a young quarterback and a defensive star. Lauren Cox, keep doing a great job on Locked on Bears and keep those people happy in Chicago. Appreciate the time very much for us on the local experts on the biggest stories. Thanks for having me on. Our next stop will be New England. Did the Patriots just reestablish themselves as the AFC East King? That's coming up on Locked on NFL. If you're looking to get a little action in on Monday night football this week or Thursday or next weekend, why not my bookie? My bookie, you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored, the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new bettors and want to give everyone the best possible service. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar and use the promo code LOCKEDON25 to do that. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. And again, if you're willing to hold off until after 7 p.m., you receive an extra $25 free play by using. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON25. 25. You win, you get paid. You play, you win, you get paid. It's up to you guys. I'm telling you what, there's extra money out there to be had. You play, you win, you get paid. It's my bookie, locked on 25. Before we take our final stop in New England, remember tomorrow, Sage Rosenfels joins the program. Matt Williamson will be back in the helm uh, of this program. Sage with incredible access and insight of a former NFL quarterback. Mike Renner, pro football focus on Wednesdays. And the great Mike Sando of ESPN on Thursday. That show is truly amazing. All right, let's go out to New England where the Patriots might have reestablished themselves yet once again. Mark Schofield is the host of Locked on Patriots. And, and Mark, on paper, this one looked really interesting. An undefeated Dolphins team that felt like they were on the verge of making the big step. The Patriots not playing particularly well. At some point, it's got to come to an end. And then they just go down and wax them. Was this the yeah. Patriots' statement? Hey, we're back. Don't forget about us. This is still... Our division. David, I think that's exactly what happened. This was a situation where Miami comes in and they've got a chance to take a three-game lead over the Patriots in this division, something that nobody predicted was even possible back in August or so. But the Patriots came out and they put a lot of people back on an even keel because there was a lot of unease, a lot of anxiety in New England coming into this game. Questions about Sony Michelle, their first round running back. Was he a bust? People were already throwing around the bust label with him. Questions around Tom. Tom Brady, he's been making some mistakes, questions about this wide receiver group, guys can't get open, guys can't get separation, and questions, David, about this defense. They can't stop anybody, they can't get off the field on third downs. Well, they addressed all of those questions in this game, I think. You look at Sony Michelle, he has over 100 yards, his first NFL rushing touchdown. You look at Tom Brady, three touchdowns, yeah, he threw two interceptions, but one of those came late in the game when it was already a done deal. You look at this defense, they were able to get off the field on third downs, they were able to get after the quarterback, even John Simon, a newly acquired defensive end, notched his first sack of the season in this game. So I think if you take a look back at what has built up over the past week, some of the anxiety in New England, the Patriots answered a lot of the questions people had about this team, and they put a lot of hearts and mind at ease, at least for one week. All right, but let's address that. They don't. They were really good this week, but through four weeks of the season, they're 2-2, two and two, and they don't look 
as solid as they have in the past. And probably, I don't know, is it fair to say don't look like they're about to burst onto the scene? Or is this the regular Belichick buildup that we've seen in years past? I think, David, as of right now, and again, we're coming off of win and winning cures all that ails you, but this feels more, at least tonight, like the slow buildup over the first quarter of a season that we've seen in years past. You look at last year, early in the season, this team couldn't stop anybody on defense. Guys like Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton were thrown all over these guys, but they get better as the years go on. Belichick always wants his team to play their best football in January, in February. doesn't care how you look in September. He wants you to improve over the course of the year. And they're getting better. They really this week they in practice they were focusing on the fundamentals, a lot of technique work, a lot of fundamental work, making sure they knew their assignments and they were assignment sound today, whether it was run blocking, whether it was in the secondary. So I think we're seeing evidence that while there was panic over the past two weeks over the back to back losses, it does seem like, okay, we're seeing more of the traditional Belichick get better as the season goes along, make sure we're playing our best football come playoff time. What is it? Everybody in the league would do it if they can. Why can Belichick do that with his teams every year and no one else seems to be able to do it? I think it's an ability in this coaching staff to sort of recognize from week to week where their deficiencies are, what the problems are that need to be worked on, and they can figure them out quickly over the course of a week-to-week basis. You look back at last year, it was a lot of they couldn't figure things out in the secondary. They couldn't cover anybody. So when they had that Thursday night quick turnaround game down in Tampa Bay where people thought this was going to be the end of them, they can't cover anybody. They just went back and played basic zone coverage. You said, guys, just go out and do your job. It will take care of it itself and it was similar today they were able to get pressure with three or four guys at times which is something they had struggled to do they were playing some good solid just basic zone coverage behind it so ryan Tandle didn't have a lot of open looks had to throw into some tight throwing windows and when you can get pressure with three and four like they were doing today you're going to be able to establish a defensive presence and that's what they were able to do mark it's really strange if you just look at the Pats, the last three weeks, they go to Jacksonville. That one doesn't stun me. That's a huge game for Jacksonville, much bigger game for Jacksonville than it is for the Pats. They're establishing them. But then you lose 26-10 to 10 to the Lions and look awful and turn around and win at home 38-7. to 7? I mean, these are that's a blowout. That doesn't follow a script that makes a whole lot of sense. Is it road home? Is it just, like... Jacksonville so physical they actually beat him up for a week and they were off what's your thought on the level of inconsistency there you know David it's a great question I think there's a little bit of both at play here I do think that there is some truth to the fact that Jacksonville very tough physical talent the team and that was a tough environment down there the conditions were brutal you know it was in the 90s humidity up in the you know close to 100 percent humidity that was a tough game to come back from that detroit game is tough as well um so they've had those two back-to-back road games now they come home and so there's a you know a bit of that at play but there's also the fact that look the dolphins struggle to come up to new england this was you know if they had won today it would have been their first win in foxborough since that wildcat game back in 2008 about 10 years ago and so this is a rivalry this is a a a parent of teams that the road team tends to lose you know new england has struggled down in miami and they did last year it was a game where they laid an egg down in miami last year and so it wouldn't surprise me to see new england struggle when they go down to miami later this season but the dolphins when they come north they have trouble playing in foxborough and so those were the two things i think were at work here Local experts on the biggest stories. Pat's going to two and two, reestablishing themselves in the AFC East with Mark Schofield. Mark, you, as a local expert, know things about this team that we at 30,000 feet don't see. What are you seeing day in and day out with the Pats that maybe is not being covered the way it should? 
Well, I think what we're starting to see and what we saw a lot of today was this run blocking up front start to impose more of its will on, a, on the opposing defensive line. And what we really saw today were guys like Joe Thune, the left guard, you know, guys like Marcus Cannon, the right tackle, Trent Brown on Sony Michelle's touchdown run. Trent Brown did a fantastic job. He's known as a big, wide-bodied man. You don't really associate him with getting out in space in front of you know running backs as a pulling blocker, but he did a fantastic job on that play, getting up to the second level, showing he could move in space, leading Sony Michelle to the end zone. And so this Patriots running blocking group, much, much, much better day today. This is going to be the group. And if you include in that fullback James Devlin, who they rely on a lot, those are the guys that are going to really help this team win games and take a lot of the pressure off a 41-year-old Tom Brady. Mark, great work. We really appreciate what you do on Locked on Patriots. Keep it up, and thanks so much for taking the time with us today on Locked on NFL's Biggest Stories, Local Experts edition on the Monday edition of Locked on NFL. David, thanks so much for having me on. Keep crushing it, my friend. Thank you. Three stops every single Monday covering the biggest stories with local experts like nobody else can. The Locked On Podcast Network. We stop by Chicago. We stop by New England. And we stop by Cincinnati. Those are the biggest stories of the NFL week. And we had them all here for you tomorrow. Sage Rosenfels will join Matt Williamson back in the seat. Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus on Wednesday. And Thursday, you've got the great Mike Sando. Plus, don't forget... Fantasy football, two shows for you. Locked on fantasy football experts on our Locked on fantasy football feed. Very similar to this show. Vinny Iyer's talking to the best fantasy people in the country each and every day, giving you different access. And then Locked on football 24-7 is your nuts and bolts, your injury reports, your pickups, your waivers, all those kind of things. So make sure you grab Locked on fantasy football and Locked on fantasy football 24-7 as well and put them in your feed. You can follow them for free on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and tell your smart speaker to play podcast locked on fantasy football or locked on fantasy football 24 7 this has been the monday edition of the biggest stories the local experts on the locked on podcast network